Hey, this is your Escape from Plan A episode for this week. Uh, so I sat down with Mike and Steve, and we just shot the shit for like three hours about various topics, and it's a little bit too long to release as a single pod, so I'm going to cut this right into the part where we start talking about real estate and you know mortgage rates and things like that, because I think it's kind of timely, might be interesting, so here we go. Dude, I get this feeling that 2023 is going to be... It, 2023 will be a relatively boring flat year in terms of like you know 2023 is like the calm and i think 2024 will be the storm i get the feeling like next year is going to be pretty it's be crazy a shit show i think so i think it's gonna yeah. be a shit show i think i think we're gonna finally have some of the economic reckonings that we've been talking about hit and we're gonna have like a political fucking shit show because of the election and just just a lot of things are a lot of pressure is building up and i think it's going to blow next year yeah i think um this this recession that everyone keeps talking about is i mean it's got to happen at some point right and next year is probably it's it's setting up to be a pretty epic blowout because i think a lot of people are just going to run out of money yeah that's the problem it's going to be election it's going to be election relevant right so, It'll be election relevant, yeah. and so, and I think yeah, I think the I think the way that the housing market is shaping up is going to be a real fucking problem. What are your for not what are just your, next year? What are your thoughts on the housing market? Big picture. I mean, dude, the mortgage rates are just too high. They're so fucking high. They keep going They're higher. Too high for 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 the for the for the price level that houses are currently at. There's no, versus, there's no buyers. There's no buyers. I couldn't afford my fucking place. Yeah, you know, at at, like at, at my, seven point two percent. Or whatever. Yeah, no, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I when I bought my place, interest rates were four and a half, and I was like, "Wow, that's you know, I, like, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm just barely skating by here, seven and a, you know, on a thirty year on a third. I mean, the yeah, it would be like double the fucking payment. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's it's crazy, and so many people are getting locked out of the housing market because. You know, there's still enough people keeping the thing alive with cash purchases that prices are not coming down. Steve, and from an the, economic perspective, like, mm-hmm. is inflation that huge a threat that they have to, they're going to, they, imagine this, the American financial, like, elite, the plant the, at the Fed or whatever, mm-hmm. are willing to destroy America's favorite pastime, which is real estate. This is more American than fucking baseball and a bald eagle, you know, baked <laughs> into a fucking pie, right? Like, they are willing to totally destroy the American real estate market out of fear of inflation. Is that fear founded? Like, is it? Because I think a lot of people are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you got to lower the rates, you know? You're going to kill the economy. You're going to kill the housing market. And um, why? Because you're afraid that peaches are going to be three percent more expensive. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay inflation. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like they're. I'm. 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 Afra- I'm. I'm phrasing this in a in, in in from the perspective of someone who'd who'd be like, why would you do all this? Why would you destroy all of this? Just just to tame inflation that's already going down to like three point, plus, you know, three plus percent. You know, what's the big deal? Drop rates. Uh, yeah, I guess like. This is, I mean, central banks still operate on some degree of economic orthodoxy, right? I, I, I kind of agree with you that, at least for the, your median American consumer right now, 
a 3% or 3.5% inflation world is probably all things considered better, at least in the near term. I mean, near term is in like call it the next five, 10 years than a 2% inflation world. Um, but that would be sort of like non-orthodox uncharted territory for the Fed. And that's probably something that they don't necessarily want to countenance. They still like for the Fed to for the Fed to to accept because their official inflation target is two, right? And what we have seen over the last year plus is that the Fed remains extremely credible in its inflation targeting regime. That's why long-term inflation expectations really haven't gone you know too far out of control. That's why the dollar is strong. Um, etc. For the Fed to change that would be a dramatic shock, and we would be into not completely uncharted territory. But you, you, you kind of say okay, dramatic now, shock. Now what, what about seven point two percent mortgage rates? That's a dramatic shock to the system. That is a dramatic. What about all shock, the fucking? What about the empty fucking uh, buildings that uh, office buildings that yeah, are going to get CRE. turned into? Right, de- right. Well, look, man, these guys are just going to. They don't securitize these fucking commercial loans, right? These guys are yeah. just going to fucking hand the keys over to the banks. They're just all defaulting. Yeah. yeah. They'll just be yeah. like, yo, it's fucking your problem now. Yes. yes, yes. What, what that, are they going to do? All, that's all fair. But a bigger shock would be some questioning about the uh, the ability of the dollar to hold its value and the Fed's commitment to that. Okay. That so what you're saying shock. is that you're we're dealing with forces well beyond... Or, or well, the usual I, I think, ima- level scale of imagination that the dollar yeah, is actually so. This is threat. like, this is like well, you actually have to deflate the value of certain assets so much that the dollar's supremacy is never questioned. Yeah, kinda, kinda, right? Because like, there's what, basically what happened- too many fucking dollars out there. Is that is that the I problem? Mean, the, the, well, the U.S. consumer there's just too much debt. COVID. This is like a debt problem. There's total a lot of debt. government debt. There's a lot of government debt. The reason well, there's a lot why- of total debt too, isn't there? Right, there's but, a lot of consumer like, debt. There's a lot of corporate debt. There's a lot of everything. The, debt. The, the composition has shifted compared to 08 largely towards the government. The U.S. consumer came out of COVID with 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 a better financial situation in aggregate than they went in. Um, and the reason for that is twofold. Well, it's kind of related, but let's say twofold. One is the government just printed a lot of money. It just straight up gave a lot of money to people, right? Uh, and number two. Uh, the housing market boom that was spawned coming out of COVID put a lot of housing equity into people's uh, into people's hands, right? Uh, and then they the turn on the, the credit non- spigots too. On, yeah, and then and then it was easy to get know, a car loan. A, it was easy right, to get a house that's right. loan. That's right. Think about how easy it was to refi shit in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, you right? get a fucking HELOC because in the in the in the in the uh, the appraised value of your house went through the roof. Exactly. Exactly. So you had um, all this equity to tap so, in the form of debt. Yeah. So then, and and then like wage growth, especially at the bottom end of the wage scale, has been pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that is like, where's that money coming from? Largely, it's coming from the government. Who funds that? Foreign buyers of of treasuries. Foreign buyers of treasuries. This is the only. It's also really coming possible. from. It's also just coming from the banks in the form of credit creation. Uh, it is. Where does a mortgage think- come from? Where does a car loan come from? Not from the government. From the bank. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, more. I think mortgage origination is actually not that high. Just owing to to rates right now, right? A lot, of, a lot mm-hmm. of the, a lot of the juice came straight from government transfers, and that is. But how? That is a but function how can? The US but how does a few thousand dollars affect the entire course of the U.S. dollar? Americans love to spend, baby. 
Yeah, no, but 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 dude, two PlayStations in and you're tapped out. I mean, it wasn't that much money, was it? Uh, well, in there was. In was it the business out. loans? Was it the loans? It was the, well, there were a lot of PPP loans and a lot of home home, home HELOC loans. Shit, right. Well, yeah. HELOC is credit. HELOC, HELOC is, is credit. Debt. I'm talking about yeah, straight that's, up that's government wage growth. Wage growth has been strong money. too, right? Wage growth has been strong, especially at the lower end that, of the okay. lower end of that's the spectrum. That's the problem, right? right? People are making too much yeah. money. Wait, well, it's, yeah, I it's, mean, it's, it's all of these things, sub, right? Like subway so it was cost like twelve dollars or whatever the fuck, right? The it was also unemployment, like regular unemployment, got extended and expanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all of and these things, and then things, credits, and right? then debt suspension, right? Like and debt suspension, suspension. yeah. Like it's like we just listed eight things. Yeah. Even even something like there was that window for people to refi down into like 1.5% 30 year fixed or whatever. I'm just saying it wasn't the check. It it wasn't just the check. It wasn't just the check, but it was all. It was the way that they generalized transfers. uh, That they greased the the reels on more credit. The way that I think about it is those checks were the were priming the pump to the real the real money flood which is the credit which came in the form of ppp yeah loans which got erased yeah so they, those turned into yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. grants yeah and then and then the and then the 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 uh the corporate credit like corporate credit expanded and home credit expanded and fucking refi credit expanded and auto loans consumer debt expanded yeah. and then Intr- and then uh, uh, state unemployment state unemployment was federally yes. backed for like yep. you know, it got back backfilled yeah. or backstopped yeah. Yeah, uncle sam exactly. stepped in and then, right dude, stepped in big like, time trillions stepped of dollars in. were spent and, and that's there was another also... reason why higher interest rates aren't necessarily putting as large of a damper in the economy it's because if the government can sustain those higher interest rate payments much more easily than an individual or a business can right yeah, and most of the debt people are carrying, you know, yeah, low rate mortgage corporates are carrying is lower rate is is lower fixed rates, mm-hmm. and there's also I heard today that there's this theory that higher fucking because nobody's taking on new debt or they're only taking non new debt at the margins to refi a tiny amount of their old lower rate debt that higher interest rates are actually stimulative to the economy <laughs> because yeah, the fucking Fed is paying the, out the, money. Yeah, because the government pays it, it out. Yeah, the government right. pays out interest payments to basically everyone yeah. in form in the form of savings accounts and money market accounts and f- fucking all that all that stuff and bond bond coupons and all everything. Okay, so there clearly was there's clearly a problem and the problem is that there's just too much fucking money and debt out there. Yeah. And so they've got to close the window on debt. Is that it? Yeah, and they're trying to well they're trying to with this higher interest rate thing, but the problem is I think what I heard today some very smart people were talking about it is there's actually a, a short-term stimulus effect from the higher rates that has to get worked through. You mean in the form of the, like people earning interest on their deposits? Earning interest uh, on interest cash on and cash like stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of that. That has to get worked through before they roll over and refinance all of their lower rate debt into the higher rate regime. And that's what's causing this fucking ridiculous lag that everyone's been talking about for like wait 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 I, uh, you, you've years. lost me a little bit. What's the stimulative effect? Because I've bought a lot of short term bonds, but that means my cash is tied up. I can't spend that money for a year. Well, were you go- well? First of all, were you going to spend that money anyways? Probably not. No. Now you're getting an income on it. Yeah. And right, but I can't spend in, that until next. Yeah, but in, but next in your year. but in your mind, you're okay. making you're, you're money, making right? Like. Right? I feel right, I feel I feel like I've locked in that money already. Yeah. Yeah, you feel richer, right? Okay. So have you like dramatically pulled back on your spending? 
No, I, I've actually, you know what? I've actually or increased. Or you have. I no, I, I think I've increased my spending significantly. Right. Over, right. My, right. over because, my usual. Because you're, like, yeah. because you're like, I just bought a shitload of T-bills at these, 5%. And these T-bills yeah, so. are giving me 5%. <laughs> You know, yeah. you know what was interesting. Someone said this on on Twitter. They were like, "If you put uh, two hundred thousand or something like that into short term teas, you know, you're you're getting like eleven hundred or something a month." Yeah, that's I, I have uh, my shit in a money market account. I'm like, it's, it's basically, dude, that's okay. So if I was like, if you did five times that. A million dollars. A million bucks. You would get fifty five hundred dollars a month. I'm like, that's that is rental income on a one million dollar condo easily. Yeah. So at five point X percent, the government bonds are giving you a return on capital, return on investment, on yeah. par with with real estate. Yeah, rental five percent cap rate, <laughs> and and what and and what and is it's tax advantaged, and it's tax advantaged, and so what is all, all these side hustle fucking things are all about real estate, right? Every yeah. time you see something online or something about side hustle, it's about rental properties. But if the government is going to pay you a return on capital, roughly in the ballpark of rentals like what what does that do to airbnb it's what does well, that do to the rental it's hard it's well it's different because there's no leverage involved right like usually the real estate game invo- involves right but the thing borrowing. is true but that only makes sense if you're seeing significant capital appreciation right to yeah, offset the interest well, at least in- uh no you i mean it depends on what your local market can support in terms of but short-term what, rentals but where, what, what place is getting oh, let's you say like, 5.x percent like if, you, if your mortgage yeah if your mortgage rate is seven where are you getting seven rental yields like what exactly is this? Exactly. Yeah. Pro- well, probably not. Yeah. But but I mean that's the, these these are new rates. So yeah. I mean people yeah. finance stuff from before. So it's it's not like it's going to replace it all overnight. Uh, it, yeah. It's going to take some. But yeah. It's going to take some time. Right? It's going to take time. It just seems to me that as a first pass, that these short term rates of five plus percent, because they bring you close into the realm of real estate returns, that it's got to be ultra, like it. I am much less interested in the idea of passive rental income. Of course, if I can earn something roughly similar through government bonds, yeah. I mean, there's well, no it's, downside. It's also it's not that passive. It's a job. It's, it's a job, job. exactly. <laughs> like yeah, my government good. bonds are not going to leak during a rainstorm, and yeah. you know, they're not going to catch. <laughs> they're not going to, and, and they're probably not going to miss their monthly. Uh, uh, yeah. No, and I don't have to let some weirdo hold it for a year. Sorry, not, that's not that's anti-right. I'm just saying, you know, like I don't have to like a stranger. I, I didn't mean weirdo. I don't have to let a stranger hold my bonds for a year, and that and I have to get calls from this person about how the bonds are disappointing. So if, if right. you think of, like to go back to your original question, right? Like if you think about it, higher interest rates are supposed to slow down spending because they're supposed to affect businesses and individuals who are debtors. But in this case, the main debtor is the government, and the government doesn't care. Or at least they don't care yet. They don't care as much. They don't care in the same way, and they don't care right now. Yeah, they they care in the sense that they can't let the system crash. That's but right. They don't care but right now. I mean, the dollar is the, money. the dollar is very strong. U.S. economy is still going. Yeah, interest payments are higher, and the government's running a massive deficit. But so far, so good. That's a privilege. That's, what what is that like? The, the uh, that's, the that's called twenty twenty three. You see what I'm saying? Twenty twenty four will be a different conversation. We'll see. Well, it, this is this is why the Fed cannot. I think the Fed cannot countenance, even if they, 
even if Jerome Powell in his heart of hearts thinks that he can live with a 3% inflation rate, I think he can. Uh, he can never say that. I don't understand. See, see, that's I just don't understand the Federal Reserve perspective. It's too macro. It's too big. Like they're dealing with forces that I don't understand. All I know is that Mike's point about seven point two percent killing the real estate market. It looks like we're going to go to eight by next year. Like this thing's mm-hmm. not coming yeah. down, man. That long bond keeps going up, right? I yep. think the yield. Yeah. yeah, the yield. The the yeah the yield on the yeah exactly. There the the yield on the long bond is you know, going, it's only going up, man. I don't think that curve is going to re reinvert because the short term goes down significantly. I think the long end of the curve is just going to move up. Yeah. It's called a bearish steepener, right? When the long end goes up. Yeah. I mean, because they're saying we're not moving the short term rate. We're, we're holding it here. We're going to wait till that long bond goes up and we have a normal yield curve. And at that point, you're going to have eight plus percent mortgages. Yeah. And I think what they'll probably do at some point is come up with like specific target programs to help hope like either you help home first time home buyers uh, or you do something like, you know, you can move, but you take your mortgage with you and you take your mobile mortgages, mobile mortgages. That's going to crush bank earnings. Um, But, you know, hey, whatever. Right. It's fascinating. Bank, I mean, bank they, earnings are already getting crushed yeah, by the inverted this'll, curve this'll, this'll, because they can't make any fucking money. It's crush them even more. It's just so fascinating to me because in the past, the policy decision here is absolutely so simple. Drop fucking rates. That, you know, like for yeah, for yeah, yeah. as long as I've been alive, it's like the problem you get this problem, been, you yeah, drop problem, rates. rates. Aliens invading, cut interest rates. Yeah, cut interest rates. Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic, cut interest rates. Fukushima, Volcano, nuclear water rating, cut interest rates. But like... <laughs> But now it's like, dude, I cannot believe it. They are going to kill the American real estate dream machine. Do you, do you, do you see what not, I'm saying? Like, it, do, you, really, do they understand really how? Anywhere? Like, are prices huh? actually down? Yeah, they're are down. Suffering. But, yeah, okay, they're, they're down in certain markets. They're down in certain markets from the high. I think the national median is really down. Suffering. L.A. I don't. I mean, L.A. is a fucking weirdo place. I don't know about L.A., but. I, w- I guess I would say down, that right? I, I would. My friends in L.A. have said that the real estate market the activity is way down so vol- oh, prices may not have sure. fallen but there's no yeah. market so yeah. and people are well, yeah because everyone's locked holding. into their low yeah like yeah. i'm locked in i can't no move one's moving anywhere. no one's moving I, in but order for me to move i would have to like sustainable situation that's a sustainable situation. I, I it is not dude americans love movies. moving man american if we're not flipping houses and changing <laughs> lives there's no, there's nothing to life. So you guys are, you, you are guys you are kidding me? This, like, look, you, I'm, I'm from. Toronto, do they understand so, the cultural sure. co- consequences of this? <laughs> what do you, dude? Canadians are even more real estate yeah, retarded I mean. than we are. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. Wait, so how is how is Canada's real estate market reacting to crazy rates? Uh, like, I mean, prices are off. The you're top. on a shorter cycle, right? We are definitely on, yeah. So, uh, five year resets lock, or something. The longest you can lock for is five. Yeah. I, I, maybe there's some niche cases where you can do seven, but it, yeah, it's pretty stringent in that way. Um, but also here, they, f- uh, they print fake loonies or whatever. Yeah. We, we print fake they don't loonies. Have the, they don't have the good dollar dies. We, we, we don't, we, we have Monopoly <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why, that's why so many guys. It's good. Um, the best thing you can do is five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing here is like people are just going to have to suck it up 
Because you, if you default on your mortgage, they chase you to the ends of the fucking earth. Like, oh, it's, it's like, what do you mean? It's recourse? It's not like in the US oh, where you can just be like, oh, yeah, no, this is recourse. Just kidding. This you is, have recourse loans? Bro, we just hand off the keys and be like, yeah, see, geez. that's that's America. That's America. God bless Canada. America. God damn it. So God. what's going to happen? God damn. Like people, like you, you would have to be in really dire straits to default on your mortgage here. Right. Um, so like consumer spending will just get crushed. But I think what you're seeing and despite all that, you have some of the bubbliest fucking real estate markets right, on earth. Because look, the Canadian population grew by three and a half or four percent last year. Canada wide. That's pretty large. That's large. And almost all of that immigration comes to like two cities. So yeah. from like, so a like Toronto the big cities are, it's like ten percent probably. Yeah, so it's concentrated in places exactly. where that they, they can't afford that many new people. Exactly. So and the the pace of home construction is not that high that hasn't really changed so i think you basically just have a very unhealthy situation where nobody can afford shit but you have no choice so i think there are this is somewhat anecdotal but i think there are more and more situations where you will have like a um like a four-bedroom suburban house that's like a single family house but there'll be like 12 people living in it there's a lot of that kind of situation now i think Wow. Okay. So that's, that's how that's how my neighborhood is, man. I've see, been. This is there not a no healthy house situation. Or... Like this is the difference between prices are going to be. I think prices will probably be fine, but that is not to say that this is a healthy situation. Dude, if you came to my neighborhood, first of all, you would realize I live in a pretty poor part of town, right? Not like the poorest by far, but it's a heavily immigrant, mm. poor Asian Latino area, right? Mm. But the houses here, I mean, I'm talking like a real shit box, like nothing you would want to touch. Yeah. 1.4, 1.5 million, you know? Mm. I'm like, who's who is paying 1.4, 1.5 million to live in a shitbox in this neighborhood? Honestly. Mm. I mean, I'm being realistic here. Like it's mm. that's a lot of money. I there's a lot of other neighborhoods you can move into. Yeah. For 1.4, 1.5. And so there was an open house across the street. Like it's a three-level, four-level house, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's you know, yeah. I go in. These are like townhomes. They're single-family homes, but they are okay. they're but they're townhome-ish. Okay. In narrow like row house, right? yeah, they're row houses. Okay, but with a back, it has a backyard. It has a it has a driveway and a garage and all that. And it was listing for like you know one point five or something like that. And I go inside, and there's like twenty people living in this house. The basement yeah. alone, there's a family of like seven living in the basement. Whoa! Each bedroom is basically an apartment, and the kitchen yeah. is shared. Right? It's a shared yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. then, I realized, right. ah. This is what's one point five is you're buying like twenty tenants. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what you're buying. This is this is how it. This yeah. Is okay. how the, this is how the math is working out, right? Yep. And they, you know, it's very like you know they the 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 open house. They're kind of checking you out when you show up. You know, like you're an Asian guy. Okay, you can come on in. I'll show you what's going on in here. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that nice white couple looking for like the first, you know, for their first, you know, $1.6 million starter home. They're not going there. Yeah, right? for sure. So it's, you know, and then so I walked in and I'm like, oh, dude, this is a whole other fucking so world, dude. So what you're saying is it's a multifamily disguised as a single Oh, family. absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what's going yeah. on. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. But 
I mean, that's how it's always worked in New York City, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. the history of the city. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's barely that. disguised. And I think that the city yeah. knows it. And they're just like, look, if we crack down on this, all we're going to do is create a giant housing crisis. Homeless problem, yeah. Yes. So we yeah. better just shut and up. Piss and off, and piss, off the wrong, piss off the wrong people politically. Piss off the wrong people politically and, and create a fucking humanitarian crisis in the city. Because now, what? Do you, okay, you're, they're not allowed to live in this house because it's too many people in one house. But then what are you going to do? You're gonna have to find them shelter. Otherwise, they're just gonna fucking yeah. sleep in city hall. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Gonna, you just have more homeless. Yeah, that's always. I mean, that's that's not. L.A. doesn't have a history of that, like New York City does, as as a, as as a city. But I mean, I think it's more common out here for like struggling younger people to like team up and get houses because there's a large housing stock of single family residences in L.A. But very few historically or uh yeah historically very few families have like i i heard like in san gabriel valley it's pretty common for a lot of like of the poor you know restaurant workers and things like yeah that. they'll team they'll up. team up yeah. and they, they have group houses and there's like loads of people in there yeah it's very well hidden though like you can't really that's not something you can tell just by looking at the outside of a house yeah you can't tell so, from yes. like the number of cars Parked in the driveway? No, a lot of them ride bikes and stuff, man. Oh. Or use public transit. I mean, electric, like, they, have, they have those little electric yeah, vehicles now, too. Like the electric scooters. Yeah, public, like, public transit in LA is actually, it just takes a while, but it's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. If you have to take it, it, you can survive on it. Okay. It's just anyone with like money doesn't. <laughs> doesn't you, the, take I think the e bike shit is, was a game changer. You get, you go, you go across town yeah, on those. Especially with good weather. Too. Especially, yeah, yeah, for sure. Weather, yeah. yeah, in LA, yeah. All, all sorts of people. An e bike, man, dude, you're cruising. You're not, you know, you're not really putting much effort. You're just, you know, you're just cruising. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I started buying some TLT, which is 20 to 30 year bonds ETF. We'll see how that goes. Oh, really? You're going to 20 to 30 year? A little bit. I'm like averaging in. You don't cause... think that they're going to keep rising, the yields? They might, but mm-hmm. I looked at the I looked at the historical chart and going back to like the eighties, mm-hmm. the lowest level it's been is like eighty eighty three dollars for TLT one share of TLT, mm-hmm. and right now it's at like ninety three. Mm-hmm. So if it drops, I don't think it'll go lower than much lower than that. TLT's going but back at the that same time. Far? It goes back to like ninety seven or something. I have no appetite for short for long term because I feel like long term yields are going to go up. I I feel like they're. You think it's just going to keep getting? Yeah, the bonds are just going to keep dropping. I'm much more comfortable with the short term because I'm like it's the difference between hold. It's it's SVB man. Is it hold to maturity or is it available for sale? I'm like, dude, I'm only holding to maturity. (laughs) You know, I I'm so I so don't want to be exposed to market forces right now because I don't understand what's going on. I'm just like. Yeah. I just want something straightforward. I'm going to earn 5% of my cash and that's it. Okay, give it to me. That's it. I don't care about market value, whatever. Just give me the yield and then yeah. we'll we'll, re- we'll rethink it come August next year, you know. Yeah, the vast yeah. vast majority of my money is in money market, so I'm in the same Exactly. Yeah, that's I think that's but a great, started, that's the started only, nibbling. The only I started nibbling at the long term that I have is uh tips. So inflation I don't understand tips, man. Like why do people buy tips? The yields always suck on those things. Uh, that's because they you have to add they they're usually reporting the real yield so it's whatever CPI is plus that. Okay, I just don't understand tips well enough to 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 buy them. It's a little more esoteric, but like, uh, you you suggested them. Maybe I'll look into tips. The, but the, I, I don't fully understand them. The the longer dated ones they're paying CPI plus two, so whatever inflation is plus two. 
there was a thing called the I-Bond that I bought. Where, yeah, those it, things, those like. But but uh, you're capped. You can only buy ten thousand. Yeah, there's... because you're capped because those ones are like a simplified security. Um, they were, dude. I bought them at nine. They were yielding nine percent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but those, you can only those, buy ten k. Those ones are made. Those ones are made, and they're yeah. designed to be like kind of more friendly for regular people because there's actually yes, kind yeah, of, they're giveaways. They're just total yeah, giveaways. They're kind of like ridiculous. Yeah. There's some, there's some kind yeah. of like nuancey math with with like real tips. So that's why they have to cap those. Otherwise. That's the only thing anybody would ever buy. Well, yeah. yeah from what I, I understood, it. is you. So if you're a fa- like if you're a family of four, it really makes sense mm-hmm. to have I bonds because then you can buy four x the limit. Yes. And you can do it in your children's name and your fucking wife's name or husband's name or whatever. And yep. so that that makes more sense, obviously, because yep. 10k is like what the what the fuck am I gonna do with nine percent on 10k, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nine percent on 40k but yeah, but, every year. Yeah. That is that is yeah every year that is that is like real that money. Builds up quick. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right, buy bonds. Buy bonds. <laughs> bonds, but not every bond. Only, only, only by uh, only by the the, the, the good one. Buy short term. That's that's my feeling. Uh, I'm you're you're a risk you're you're like a risk taker guy. I'm like I'm a sidelines guy right now. I'm, I I I don't know what the fuck is happening <laughs> next year. I'm like just give me my short term bonds. Take a little bit of risk, a little bit of risk on the margin. Never hurt anyone. I feel like there's real risk in the bond market, man. I mean my 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 trading goes up and down by fucking yeah, yeah not a few percent every month. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. The okay. thing the thing with bonds is when they go. I feel like look, I Steve knows this. I don't know what I'm talking about, but. I get the my my feeling is when this start bond market starts going in a certain way, it just keeps going that way. It's just like keeps going. It has it's a, like a freight train. Yeah. Whereas stocks are like all over the place. Like when when yields start moving in one direction and you get like a real shift, you're gonna get fucking creamed if you've got all your money. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's no, the fear. Can, it's like you pa- you can like lose half your money. Yeah. very quickly. Yeah, and there's no yeah, ch- yeah, you can't sure. wait for it to like one day blip the other way. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah, like I know it's it's a one way street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thirty year rates don't suddenly change. You know, it's a steady. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right, Steve? Uh, I mean, if you look at the T T chart, it basically went from like a hundred and fucking forty down to. 90 yeah yeah <laughs> over like two yeah. years yeah it's i feel like wild. i feel like stocks are chess but fixed income is like go you know it, it's... <laughs> yeah well you know it's it's funny like if you look at if you look like if on i use e-trade if you look at a bond um like data sheet or i don't i don't know what it's called in the in the lingo but dude there's so many fucking things yes. to know about a single bond oh yeah it's ridiculous yeah. it's crazy how much data there is yeah on just one bond and all it is is you buy it on this date you get x amount on another date and you might get some coupons <laughs> that fundamentally that's all it is but there's so much that goes into the the fucking trading and the yeah. and they're on, the math and, behind and it it's crazy and you're a fi- aren't you a prof- you're fixed income on the professional side right is it, or or uh, no you're multi asset you do everything multi asset but like my i guess my background is probably fic so see FX, i feel like FX. fic is this is the return of like Brains. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. The, the Fick has always attracted brains, right? Stock <laughs> yes, is a yes. bunch of jocks. There's no there is no benefit to being smart in the equities world. Stocks is a guy pushing webistics. Hey, <laughs> put you in a webistics, right? It's fraud. <laughs> Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort did not get rich slinging bonds. This guy's get, yeah. getting high on quaaludes, yes. telling you With to buy stocks. shit over the phone. Yeah, stocks <laughs> is Teldar paper. 
Star, it's Blue Star, Star Airlines. <laughs> okay, it's Blue Star fucking Airlines. But like, <sighs> but fixed income is just, like you can't defraud people. <laughs> it's hard to defraud. I mean, I guess you could, but I'm saying like the real it's action. It's hard to even explain is- what the fuck you're selling to people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to sell a story on fixed income. But this is good for you. You're a brain. You're not a you're not a boiler room guy. That's you're true. a you're a conference room guy. That's true. That's true. I have a and, and I feel like now they have like fixed income has to be part of the mix for, for you know it's it's, it's a, fixed income. You is can't yolo stocks thing. anymore and try to get you know what I mean. Like you've got to have a really properly managed fixed income portfolio now. And yeah, there is, is now such a thing as an interest rate. Yeah, like it's, it's interest a more rates exist space now. than it's been for some time. For they some basically time. made interest rates go away. They're like, yeah, we're going to live in a world but, with but no interest back. rates. They're back. Interest rates are back. Yeah, they're back. back. And interest rate volatility is back. But they and... basically turned us into a superconducting medium for money, where there was no resistance. There was no interest rate resistance at all. And now we have <laughs> we have yeah. resistance and friction coming back into the into the. Hey, thing. Uncle and Sam every- just foots the bill. And so many machines are poorly designed. They're going to come to a grinding halt, like like America, like like all of America is going, uh, it's going to come to US a fucking grinding halt next yeah, year. US is, I think the US is going to be fine, dude. S- dude, we are. It's HGTV country over here, man. Okay, you're you're always so. <laughs> dude, you don't understand. You don't have. It's all real estate, dude. Oh, look, dude, thirty. Dude, look, I'm going to throw a stat- statistic at you. I don't know if it's true, but it's probably true. Did you know that 72 percent of Americans are realtors? They have their real estate license. That's, I mean, it's crazy, dude. We are I, I real estate mad. I, I mean, that's our national that. pastime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be okay. No, it's going to be okay. It's not. I really don't it's, see how no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Speaking of real estate, what do you guys think about this whole Chinese real estate situation? That whole thing seems like it's bad. It, imploding <laughs> like really imploding yeah, it's bad but but the thing with chinese is i feel like chinese on average don't engage in real estate speculation quite as much as the average american does like right they just flipping dump. houses is not a thing that they do yeah, and not, i don't yeah, think that, that's right they're not really flipping they're yeah they're buying they're, and holding they're, they're saving hoppers. they're saving in the form of real estate yeah right at a multi-generational time scale the problem is you're hodlers the the the, the problem is the demographic like you with a shrinking population it's hard to get too excited about real estate on a structural level right they should yeah. but, but the government doesn't want them to be realist that, that, that's the that's thing right. which is what they're, they're their economic planning their economic planning the real estate market exactly they don't want a real estate bubble uh, uh, and, but but, but is... Americans can only see a real estate downturn as a negative because we live for the bubble. We love yes, the bubble. Yes, yes, yes. We are the bubble. The, the, the irony is somewhat ironic that the, it's the Chinese government that is being like the most obstinate about finances here, right? And, and almost like the more classical hard money German Austrian way. That's not surprising at all. They love Germans. That's true. That's true. They love Germans. They love the That's German true. economic model. They love German law. They love that, they love that guy named Marx. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they love that shit. They yeah. love that shit. That's <laughs> uh, true. That's true. But yeah, it's, they're very uh, they're very Germanic. Whereas you know we we are all about just vibes. Just vibes. We're just all about fucking loans and and. <laughs> 
financial like down, like money down, like no or little money down. We are all about the monthly cost. We're about the monthly bill, the payment, debt service, debt service. We're all about getting uh, approved and rolling. You know what I mean? Like we just go, go, fucking go. And I don't under understand how they think that we could get a soft landing when the mortgage rate hits seven and a half percent. Our entire cultural existence is running into a vertical brick wall. Do they not understand this? Do they do they know what the average American is doing out there? Do, like, do they understand what we're built upon? Well, not just that. I mean, loans, auto auto loans yeah. are also up near seven, eight, nine percent. Yeah, even. auto loans got to be crazy because they're but yeah, because the, they're lower lower cost, lower duration. But the, the, so but the difference with that is. A $1,000, like even at that rate, Americans will still somehow find a way to make it work. Yeah, they'll, they'll pay. Oh, they'll I, mean, just, I don't care, man. I'll pay, a, I'll pay $1,100 car very, payment. Unemployment's very low and wage growth is decent, man. Yeah. People I'm just saying, with the house thing, man, like I don't think they realize how much of the economy is based around fucking HGTV house flipping. <laughs> I don't think they get it, dude. Hey, you know what? Maybe Home Depot is going to do well because nobody can move. You can only rent out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everyone will just redump yeah. all their money into... It'll be like a COVID lockdown all over again. Yeah. Dude, we do not Except have... We, we, we do not have the healthcare infrastructure to handle oh. people doing home improvement on themselves. Everyone's going to throw <laughs> their fucking back out. They're going to staple their foot. They're gonna yes. run a nail right yes. through their toe. The weak will perish, and yeah, people are gonna have heart attacks. Fine. The economy will be fine. We don't have the healthcare infrastructure for to become a DIY healthcare. culture. Healthcare is a drag on GDP. So. Dude, they're gonna stop the flow of migrant labor, and then they're gonna raise the realist. They're gonna raise the interest rate. It's over next year. Oh, speaking of the, the the migrant labor, like, is that still like a big thing? Like people what still do you mean? coming, like it's still you know like seasonal yeah. labor or whatever. Like oh, it's huge, know. but they're trying to cut it off. They're 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 really you know, they really think that the appropriate thing here is to cut off the flow of workers into economy that's being starved of workers. And this is this is like yeah. from the Biden administration to, well. to fix inflation somehow. Yeah, mm. I'm telling you, man. I, I I get the feeling that a lot of these policy decisions are wrong. But maybe they're less wrong than the other decisions they could make, but still wrong. <laughs> Meaning they're having only wrong choices to make at this point. Uh, <laughs> but so maybe people can satisfy themselves thinking, well, it's less wrong than the other ones, but it's still wrong. Uh, and I get the feeling like next year we're going to realize. I, I just I don't have a good feeling about like the mortgage rate thing is just crazy, dude. I mean, my kid it right on the head, like coming out the gate, like okay, the, the the story here is the interest rate on the mortgage, and I'm like, yeah, uh, that was, I don't, I don't know how we overcome that. Well, I guess we'll see. I I I will admit I have been surprised that it hasn't bitten already, fallen apart all all at once. Yeah, which is which to, to, on some level has made me kind of like reevaluate what my sort of structural view is on how this. Well, because you're looking at prices, so, you're not looking at volumes. Well, but I mean, volume, yeah, but I, I just mean like generally to the economy, right? Like, 
it's not, I mean, yes, housing is a big part of it, but it also should have been business spending and business investment and, and, and auto loans and so on. And everything should have kind of coalesced towards a slowdown and therefore eventually a rise in unemployment and so on and so on. And that has not quite happened yet. My, my take for, on we've this. We've been waiting a long ass time for this recession. My take on this is that this kind of, this collapse, this is, this is my doomer view. Little things collapse fast. Big things collapse. It takes time. Uh, right? Big things collapse suddenly. Yes, but in a sh- it, even even in mid collapse, the collapse takes longer than a small thing because it's just bigger. There's more things to fall, and you're talking about larger bodies interacting with larger bodies, beams upon beams, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. boulders upon bigger boulders. The uh, the the time f- scale at which this mega collapse occurs is slower fundamentally at a relativistic rate than small collapses. And I'm worried that the reason we're all sitting around going like, this doesn't really feel that bad is because it's so big that you don't even really, you even see the you're not seeing the real time thing. You're not seeing the real time picture. But if you were to go and compress the last year or two years, and you look at some of these graphs where they do, you know, you can see, on a timeline, what's going on, uh, pretty alarming. Well, so think about this, right? The, the very, very first thing to collapse was all the crypto Ponzi stuff right. last yeah. year. Then the second biggest thing to collapse was what? The SVB, like the fucking VC Ponzi scheme, yeah. Yeah. right? VC is still... So like all share. of the, yeah, all of the fringe shit has already started to collapse into fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they don't get government NASDAQ. support. That's that's one of the things. Yeah, they don't they, they don't, don't get government support, yeah. right? So and the stock market has been showing weakness all of last year. There's been something of a rally, but that could but just that, be that a fucking, rally that rally is entirely AI driven. Yeah, that this this could be just a just a bear market rally or just some flash in the pan AI thing. That, but the point is, I think it's, it's already a lot of, to show weakness. I think it's a lot of cash flowing around that doesn't know people know where to put it. So yeah, it's you know, but the, yeah, the, the point is it's showing weakness, right? Yeah. And right now, the thing that everyone's staring at is commercial real estate, mm-hmm. and it's already like transactions are already going on that are way under market. Yeah, like negative fifty percent, negative seventy percent are the numbers that I've seen. Yep. So there's there's, there's huge losses. All the place. Yeah, there's huge losses being sustained in commercial real estate. There are huge losses probably being sustained in pseudo commercial like Airbnb real estate. There's bad loans which already, is, which is like yeah, which is like sort of residential, sort of commercial real estate. But those haven't been forced to hit the market yet because people are still probably remember there was a big out of their there was a recent downgrade, a Fitch downgrade of all the big banks. Yeah, yeah. because their loan right, portfolios right. are starting to look bad. It's all CRE, right? Mm-hmm. Like most of the regional and larger local banks. Or larger regional banks are all commercial real estate. Yeah, I don't know if there was sector specific, but they have even the big banks. Oh, or, like the big big banks. Yeah, yeah, like the like the Wells Fargo's of the world, City Wells, yeah, okay. Bank of America. They got downgraded because their loan portfolios, and I don't know if what if it was sector specific or whatever. But they were yeah. saying like they're looking at nineteen plus billion in bad loan write offs, right? Jesus and Christ. it's gonna, you know, that's just gonna grow. Yeah. So I think the picture you're painting is one where if you took all of that and sped it up, 
yeah, it would feel a like a crisis, crisis, but it's just taking time. Yeah, it's been about a year since the, all that shit began. Yeah, I remember like yeah. when was FTX and Celsius uh, and all that shit? That was like around a year, ago. August of last yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, FTX. Yeah, I, I think it was August later, of last year. Yeah, it was around. Yeah, August, September, like after summer, basically. Yeah. After like everyone partied all fucking summer last year and then, or whenever it was. And then, was that last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah no, no, no. Last well, last, I, I don't thought know. thought FTX was this year. Uh, FTX was, was this year. Yeah, it was like October of last year. I think the, the, but like Luna and Celsius and all that Luna, fucking crazy. Yeah, that was like, that was uh, around this Luna time. Luna was year, like right? May of last year, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think FTX was like the, the final nail in the coffin. Right, right, right. So anyways, all the crypto shit started blowing up last year. So it's been about a year and change. And then, so yeah, point being is if you sped it all up, this would look like if you compressed everything into, if it all happened in a few months. Oh yeah, you'd be, that you'd be look, shitting your pants. That, you would be shitting your pants. Yeah. That's, yeah. And like, I think because the well, government I mean, the, and, and uh, you know, there is a there is a wide recognition that this is coming. This isn't like 08 where they kind of came out of the blue. I feel like we know that this is happening. Right? Yeah, like everybody, everybody knows. knows. Like every, who's not talking <laughs> about the coming crash, right? Yeah. And because we know, there's so many defensive efforts being put up to keep like we're prepared. We have like defensive, you know, we like we have whatever fucking seawalls yeah. put up right we've, yeah. we've got stuff to try and mitigate and so we're slowing it down but i don't think structurally it's not enough it's not going to be enough to overcome the fundamental reality that your entire real estate market is going to hit it just hit the fucking brick wall i think this this christmas season this holiday season gift buying season is going to be very telling hmm. That's, yeah. really, I don't even know if do you think that matters? I mean, they can so families tap their yeah. their YOLO on their credit cards. Does that mean we're? I mean, in they're good gonna. Shape? It's well. It, I mean, the only thing to compare it to is last year, right? During the same time. No, but so if they, if everyone collectively year. decides to YOLO on their credit cards, does that make things better? Well, the, so we'll be able to see in the credit card numbers if that's what they did. Well, let's say so. it, it 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 yeah. There's a there, retail does really well. It has a pretty good holiday season, but. At the you know well, credit card, credit card like one point two trillion yeah it goes something. to like one point three trillion <laughs> yeah. yeah you know like yeah. is that then it would be are we, are we good I don't think we're good no exactly yeah. that would not be good that would be okay this is this is definitely still coming yeah you know that's the other thing but is like if, Americans consumers are just way more rabid than I ever thought possible like I this is really exposing to me Americans S- love to spend they love to f- and they do not fear debt. Not. It's <laughs> weird. They have no fear of debt, and I don't know whether it's because they're just we're just risk I mean, comfy, or whether we just don't understand debt. <laughs> um, I think uh, it's both. I mean, but, uh, dude. I mean, you go yeah. If you go to like one of the one of the only brick and mortars left, Best Buy, dude, it's fucking amazing how much shit people buy still. It's people love to buy electronics and all sorts of shit on debt. Yeah, they just keep going, Crazy. man. You know. They keep going until there seem to one be day they run out. They're going to run out of money because that's what the fucking is doing. I mean, because the only real source of additional wealth going on creation 
was real estate appreciation as far as I can tell. I mean, there hasn't really been real wage growth. I guess there has been some on the bottom there, end, there but not enough been, to get yeah. not to catch up with inflation though. I mean, real uh, real wages are probably down. I don't know cumulatively since COVID, it should be up. Uh, I've heard it's recent, down. Recently, it should. Um, it, it was down when inflation was extremely high, but inflation comes down now. And real wage growth is still running at decent clip. But does that explain, you know, consumer confidence? Because you're making because this is all. Remember, this is all coming on like the sort of like lower end of the yeah, yeah. wage scale. Yeah. Do you really think like an additional three percent on a low? on an already low wage is going to make them spend a lot more. I, I don't know. I, mean, man. I think and, a lot of those I, people save. I feel like they're no, savers. The, the, at the, at the bottom end, it, it's just like hand to mouth. It's basically hand to mouth. Really? Yeah. yeah I don't know, people, man. It's, it's, it's I over here, the... over here in my neighborhood, every Friday, the Western union is fucking packed. These guys are hoarding cash and sending it back home. Uh, or the, are they a oh, Western union? Is that, is that payday loan? No, 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 no. They're, no, they're, they're wiring money, money back transfers. home to whatever country. You might, you might be in a weird microcosm then. But like, you mean the, a place that has Latino foreign workers? Yeah. Is that weird microcosm? That's, that's or is that all of the United States? <laughs> uh, maybe, but like, I'm just saying the aggregate numbers, in the aggregate yeah. numbers, like the at the bottom end, the propensity to spend is much greater. You it's think the so? People, well, they, yeah, I mean, that is the spending, top end though, right? of like the... At the top end, if you're of remitting the, uh, money to Mexico, you're spending it. Well, you are, but what I'm it saying is that, that doesn't count as like domestic spending, consumer though, right? spending. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, like yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. that I don't like. I just get a hard time thinking that at the low end, if you give someone three or four percent wage increase, that that's going to immediately trans. Yeah, but it's not translate. a three percent increase, right? Like most people are not getting a wage increase, but a huge number of them are, and it's and it's translating into a three percent average. Yeah. Okay, but I still just you know. on the low end. I just my feeling is people on the lower end of the spectrum, they will save money when they can. I think it's more the sort of like middle and upper income areas where people are profligate spenders because they have access to credit. That that's that's my feeling. It's like I, I, this I, leverage. I well, like everybody's I mean, got access to credit in the states. So. Yeah, but if they're being no, forced into no, spending man. more money, a lot of people don't have credit cards, dude. If the lower end is being forced into spending money through inflation, they're going to have to do it yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, not, there's a bit of not, that. It's the, it's the upper end where they got so much surplus cash that they just buy S&P or whatever, right? Like that, that's a form of saving, right? I feel like that's... But buying stocks is not like a, a bottom 10% income no, ladder exactly. thing, right? Yeah. So they just spend it on, I don't know, they'll, they'll buy like more food or something. Or they'll buy like a they buy a cell phone, whatever. I just think shutting off the mortgage conveyor belt is exactly what happened in fucking two thousand eight. So I don't think, I I don't know why we're people are comfortable with this happening again, except this time we're inducing it, and yes. and like I don't know if to me that's like shutting off the fucking Gulf Stream to Europe. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like th- this is the thing that powers fucking everything. It's the largest asset class in the entire world is U.S. real estate. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, that th- this does not seem like a trivial uh, data point. That you know what's going on in American real estate. It, the 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 fact that the residential real estate market has essentially shut down. And commercial real estate, or at least office spaces, are underwater. Totally fucking underwater. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Titanic's underwater. It's totally ugly. Totally. And that's just office space. I, I don't think that, commer- like, 
retail space looks healthy at all. I mean, you just got to go look, you know, at any. I mean, I'm sure you see it in LA. Like, yeah, look, just go look around. Empty storefronts, fuck empty. everywhere. Yeah, half the shit's empty. Yeah, Where is it? you know. So, and everyone's talking about SF downtown. I'm like, do you know how many suburban office parks there are that are just fucking empty? They all have lease signs up everywhere you look. Yeah, and those those aren't as obvious because you can't really tell driving by that nobody's in these like generic looking low rise. Yeah, office but they never have cars <laughs> parked in front. There's no names yeah, on empty. the building or the the marquee yeah. sign. There's no names. They just look like concrete and and glass, yeah. like empty boxes, basically. Yeah, and you'll see a four lease sign on it. Or office space available. It's everywhere, man. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely overbuilt that stuff. Yeah, in the '90s and 2000s. So I think that, that reckoning is coming in now because they just built way too much of that shit. I think next, like Phoenix, Arizona, like Phoenix, Arizona is like 80 percent that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. shitty suburban office complexes and overpriced. Bubble houses. I'll tell you how to drive. Here's how you do it. If I was managing the economy, raise the rates on daytime electrical usage by five to six times. Okay. <laughs> okay Drop it. Going with this? Drop it for office towers. During, uh... because we're global warming, you're going to drive people back to the office just for the AC. Uh... That's how you do it. You got to be uh... underhanded about it. See, I could run that this country. Is... Deeply, deeply underhanded. <laughs> yeah. Just make AC unsustainable for Americans, and they will go back to the office just for the AC. That is deeply underhanded. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past California to try that. Yep. That that aligns with everything California is trying to do. <laughs> tax the shit out of business, or uh, tax the shit out of energy and try to keep businesses from leaving. That's why, dude, I feel like the future is asset light, because... They're, they are going to, as um, business activity falls, they're going to start taxing the shit out of everything that, that they, they can. can. Yes. Shit you yeah. can't move. They're going to start cannibalizing. Yes. Just to make the numbers work to keep the state running and society yeah, from falling the, apart. That uh, is the Toronto or Canada, I can't even remember, the vacant home tax. Yeah. Right. And they and so and and when that happens, you and you could see the political tide turning where mm -hmm. being a landlord, you're on the wrong side of politics. You're on the wrong side of this. Yeah. You're right? on the wrong, deeply on the wrong side of this. And so I do fear that the cities are going to basically cannibalize the real estate owning class. Yeah. Because just that's to the survive. Thing that the real estate literally cannot leave. Yeah. So yeah. They're gonna they're and they're is, just gonna and then we're going to turn into late stage Soviet Union because <laughs> motherfuckers are going to default and just be like government is just going to take over swaths of real estate due to tax liens. Speaking of um, asset scary. life, yeah. like because because we, we, you know, move, move my family, right? Selling shit, getting rid of shit. It was such a. It was a mess when we were trying to do it because we, like, we were trying to do it on like a two-week time scale and stuff, right? We couldn't get rid of everything. Yeah. But now looking- Like your personal belongings? Yeah. Like we sold a bunch of furniture. I sold a car, yeah. you know, all this shit, right? Um, it, looking back on it, like it feels so good to have gotten rid of shit. Mm. So good. I still got a lot of stuff like this packed up in my mom's basement 
right? Like, back to, um, <laughs> the stuff, like, because we had such a short time scale, like, you couldn't even, you couldn't even, like, sell it in time, right? Unless you just want to, like, dump it for, like, 50 bucks. Dump, like, you know, like a $2,000 table for 50 bucks or something like that, right? Yeah. But it just feels, yeah, you know what? Go asset light, own as few things as possible, just the essentials. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It feels so much like easier. Yep. Easy. Especially with 5.3% on yeah. the, <laughs> the one-year treasury. Like, yeah. Very few assets except <laughs> yeah. for treasuries. Just a lot yeah. of T-bills. Yeah. yeah, a lot of T-bills, man. You know? You I mean, the government is literally just begging to give you money, right? They're just yeah. like... So that's that's actually my plan. If, if I can't get this new business off the ground by the end of 2024, I am going to sell everything I own. Nice. And just go retire in Southeast Asia somewhere. Hell yeah. That, I'm just done. Like yes. Like Dude, a- all you motherfuckers are going to end up in Asia. And I'm here for it because I told you, <laughs> I'm much more likely to hang out with you guys in Asia than in your fucking respective North American cities. Yeah. And I and I yeah. fully intend on going out there myself. I think I, mean, I think I could I could raise a nice little chunk of change by just liquidating yeah. my entire life, dude. It's, yeah. And it's better living out there. Have you seen their mangoes? I mean, fuck, like, dude, <laughs> they're laughing at us. Have you seen their seafood? I like, could. I think I could. I think I could pay for my entire life in Southeast Asia just on T bills. And, they're, and they're such. They're you just so organize nice. your organize your uh, your tax situation well. Oh, you're American, yeah. so you got to pay taxes anyway on it, right? I got to. Yeah, but. As long as I don't make money where I live, it's super simple. Yeah. Because I just pay you domestic just pay, U.S. taxes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. The hard and part... It, it just yeah. comes in the consolidated statement from my broker at the end of the year. The hardest part for you, if you're to do that, is just to not become degenerate. Yeah. That's well, the hardest I, part well, because I, there's so much opportunity to become a degenerate in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So the, so the thing about that. the... It's- so my, my only real vice is drinking and I can no longer drink because I'm like that there's a hard limit. So, so you don't think you're going to replace that with another vice. The, you have your vice slot. The no, obvious no. vice is becoming a fucking sex pet. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's the obvious vice. Every time I hear, I look, dude, every time I hear some single guys like, Hey, I'm going on vacation to the Philippines. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're <laughs> sex petting. Like, like, unless you're taking your whole family there and you're Filipino, like, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah, like yeah, come on, yeah. man. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, I don't I'm going to Colombia by myself. I'm like, mm, I don't think I yeah. could. Uh, you really want to see Cartagena that bad? <laughs> I don't think I could live that life without tons of booze, though. If I'm sober, it's just going to be me, like, keeping busy doing some kind of work, and then yeah. just if you're going to get that basically. arranged nicely, and I don't know, maybe like surfing or some shit. Yeah, that's what Carl yeah, does. He he, he fucking got married and surfs. That's that's what he yeah, does. I'll, I'll I'll pick something. Yeah. But remember, this is this is if I can't make it work by the end of next year. So I have nineteen or uh, fourteen months to make it happen. Well, you're in the right. Months. If you can't make this happen, nobody's making shit happen because that seems exactly. to be like if, the, if you're like right in the middle of yeah, the only thing that's going. If, also, if I can't, if I can't, if I can't make a company, if I can't form another company and be successful again in this market, then or in this particular space industry, yeah. in this time space, mm-hmm. in this time that I can't, then I'm just I should just hang it up. Mm. Well, that's not a bad outcome either. Yeah, sure. I'm fine with either one. That's 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 the trick. Just just consult situation. us on where I'm you want to okay. go because we're gonna want to come visit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be. I, I dude, I'm itch, is, I'm itching to go to Malaysia. I want to see. Wanna I want to go dude. check out Malaysia, man. I feel I'm like gonna it's gonna. It's a good scene out there. Well, I'm definitely gonna do a tour of the entire region. Got to do a scouting trip before I make any. Yeah, trip. before I make any. Decisions. I feel like Malaysia is very good for 
one, Chinese people, and two, English speakers. Yeah, it's a good yeah. balance. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a very good place for Chinese also, Americans. Kuala Lumpur is actually like pretty modern. Yes. Right? So and Penang yeah. is a beautiful place. I mean, Kuala Lumpur has a uh, a lot of um, Western companies that set up shop there yeah. for natural resources and yeah. other and industries like that. that yeah. And they've got very modern like shopping malls and yeah. condos and stuff yeah. that that are pretty cheap. Yeah. Oh, and they're they're building all sorts of real estate for expats. Yeah, like yeah. Chinese it is, expats. It, also rel- it is know. relatively affordable. Like, yeah, dude, I stayed. I in, showed you what, like I, a million USD buys you yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not to say that that's how much not, you need to spend, a, but I'm just yeah, saying like I, I that's like, very high end for you know. Yeah, I, I think well, like it's not cheap, but it's high. You value. get a lot for your money. Yeah, you got a lot for your money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I look I, at a million first, dollar place, and I'm like, I don't need that much place. Yeah, I was out there on vacation once, and we just stumbled upon like the the place we. It was some hotel or something and they fucked up the reservation. So like we didn't get the room we wanted. So we just like walked around and we found a place. Where was this? At, uh, Kuala Lumpur. Oh, okay. So we just walked into uh, like a, like a, like another hotel and we, we rented uh, for five nights, this crazy rooftop penthouse suite for like 200 bucks a night. Wow. It was fucking crazy. Wow. Yeah. So we're like, well, I guess that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And I and I think culturally it's a good fit. I've met I've been like hanging out with some Malaysians and I'm like I like the vibe. You know? Mm. Yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah. For sure. And it's right next to Singapore also. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Singapore is boring, but uh yeah. it is quite boring. Hong Kong is very exciting, I would say. I Hong That's Kong, the feeling I, I got. It's an exciting on, place. At the same time, I think while I do think that Hong Kong is much more interesting and exciting than Singapore, I, you know, a lot of people, like, I, I have some sort of like mainland friends who live there. And they say the best part, oftentimes the best part of living in Hong Kong is that you can go to Shenzhen on the weekend. What's so good about <laughs> Shenzhen? I don't, I don't get it. What is so good about that place? I find it so boring. Uh, it is, I could see it being We're boring, drinking. but like, yeah. look. The bar can, we went to was, okay, that one bar, that, that area that we went to that night. That was pretty cool. That, that's fine, but you can find that all over China. You can find that all. Fight. You can yeah, you can find that all over China. Um, but I think it's also part of it. I think is like the cost differential is so high that for like the price of a nice dinner in Hong Kong, you could probably like have five nice dinners in Shenzhen. And I think the 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 selection and quality of food. Is probably better in Shenzhen than it is in Hong Kong. Mm, okay. So let's find out next summer. Yeah. I like the low rent stuff, down. man. You know, like I like those little yeah, diners I, I, that do the, the milk tea yeah. diners and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't care about the fancy shit. I don't, I don't like. Wait, do you need, uh, you, do you need a, you need a visa to go into China from Hong Kong as an American, right? As an American, you will definitely need a visa. Okay. Yeah. Does your, does know. the standard PRC visa get you into Hong Kong or you need a separate HK it's visa? I don't need it as a Canadian. Mm. I, I don't, don't think we need visas Americans to go to HK. Don't, Americans don't, don't need probably it. Probably okay. do not. We don't need it. Probably. But to not. get into China, you do. So okay. you would either have to go to the embassy here or in Hong Kong. Well, they re they re they re-verified those ten-year visas, right? Yeah. They yeah, revalidated yeah. them. So that's what I'm going on. So. Okay. Because hmm, I have a ten-year. I think I have a ten-year. I think I have a. I think I had a five-year that expired. Okay. No, they're not hard to get. They're not hard to get. 
Yeah, you just have to wait in line for yeah. a fucking hour. It sucks. Not New York, man. In New York, it's like there's no line. That oh, was a quick. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking. There's a line out here, yeah. or at least there was the last time I went. Yeah. All right. Should we call it there? Sounds yeah, three, three hours, hours of bull, bull bullshit. I'm putting it all, all out as one block. Oh, I'm just gonna right. be like three. It's gonna be. It's just gonna title it's it three like hours of bullshit. It. Three hours talking. of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I needed it, man. I'm telling you, I just there was about fifty percent accuracy in the things that we said. No, yeah, there, yeah. If we can get to fifty, that's pretty good. <laughs> All vibes, yeah, no good. facts. Fifty percent is good. Yeah, <laughs> just vibes. <laughs> no research was done Half at any facts, point. Full vibes during, <laughs> during this yeah. conversation. We did dispense financial advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which may or this may not is be financial good. advice. This is yeah. financial <laughs> advice, and you should listen to every word. Yes. <laughs> Just a reminder, folks, we only give financial advice on this podcast, and you should absolutely do what you we say. Absolutely. And we will take full liability for losses and gains. Yeah. All right. Past and performance gains. is guarantees future right, results. Yeah. yeah, we're being sarcastic, motherfuckers. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys. Good, good talk, gents. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Have a good one. Bye bye.